0: b f r boston free
1: Hello, Brooks. <laughs> Hello, Krista.
0: Hello. We, have, we have not
1: Hi, met, but we may have informally interacted on the No Sleep Forum. My name is Guillermo Hamlin. I'm the host of the cast. The reason why I'm gushing over having you guys as guests today is because as a No Sleep fan and as a host of a cyberspace podcast, I'd like to explore the corners of the Internet where we, the audio horror fiction podcast listeners, poke around in. What is it like for you two to foster a community? a horror podcast listeners and watching them geek out with memes as well as maintain a regular order between them. Awesome. Wow. Thanks for having us.
0: Yes, thank you. That that's, <laughs> that's quite, quite a intro. question. <laughs> um well I don't I wow, I don't even know how to answer that. Um I think I think the the main thing is is that, you know, we in the group I'll understand that while you know we love horror specifically in our group we're really focused on the no sleep podcast in particular because it is a fan group for that um not that we completely shy away from encompassing horror in general um but the the main focus of our group is specifically for the podcast and um so most of the time we try to stick to that and then we have one day a week where we allow general talk about horror things um clips video clips trailers um articles that can be talking about horror related things or things that could be horror if they were put into stories and whatever um but yeah for the most part i think you know it's it's great that people can bond over their love of horror um, and kind of leave everything else outside of our group. We, we don't really allow talk talking about politics or um, a lot of social issues, even though I know that the podcast touches on those things. Um, if it's not directly related to the horror podcast, we, for the most part, try to avoid getting into it because I am not a trained uh experts in any sort of social issue, and so I don't really like going there. maybe that's slightly selfish. I don't know how brooks you feel about that um, but I'm always afraid that I'm gonna say something wrong so I just would prefer not to go there and it's not the point of the podcast podcast group or I even think like a horror fiction group is to really de- delve too deeply into what is actual so, I think that was probably one of the main things like about American Horror Story for the last season that really turned people off is that the escapism completely was gone. So I think part of the reason why the group is so popular is because it is a place to escape and we don't have to talk about all of those things. We don't talk about politics and we don't talk about, you know, except for the gay pride episode that we had. Beyond that, we just avoid it.
2: Uh, yeah, so in my perspective, um, it's kind of like a baseball team, um, except everybody likes the same team. And each person has their favorite player. And a lot of different fans, you know, they know the stats of their specific favorite player. And of course, you know, instead of a player, we're talking about the voice actor. Um, So it's actually quite easy, I think, if you want to call it managing the love, per se. Um, It's just a matter of making sure that you know, we do help the community see that. Yes, as Krista said, we're we're all here for the podcast, not just horror in general, but horror from the the lens of the, the No Sleep podcast. So we definitely want to keep it on topic and keep it, you know, faithful to discussions about the podcast, about this this amazing horror podcast that we all know and love together. So we just tend more to focus on, um, of course, making sure that people are. Speaking lovingly to each other, um, but kind of just weeding out any negativity and just making sure we put out those tiny little fires before they get bigger. And it really leaves this really clean and happy sandbox that all these fans can join in and play together and just discuss this, this passion that we all have for this podcast.
1: I mean, I never really thought to label it escapism, but you're right. There is a level of being able to lose myself in the voice talents of many different voice actors. Yeah. And also... In many ways, contemplating whether or not they're shared universes, that their own their own universes silos that exist, the escapism is so entertaining. The escapism. I think that what makes the escapism very potent is the way that I can bring my reality into the world of the story, and navigate with right. with the protagonists the ethical dilemmas that go in the fright that enters each aspect of the stories because of the these stories i feel i'm more empathetic i feel that there's a great way to really delve deep into what makes each of these villains these monsters these flawed human beings these these heroes these 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 flawed characters these hateful characters these funny characters so appealing is being able to practice our empathy our fear and also ourselves in the escapism itself and I think that that's what makes it a fascinating podcast. i like to know a little bit more about you two.
0: Well, for Krista, it started in Chicago. Um, so, um, well, I am actually originally from Chicago. I live now in Germany. Um, And I've been here for seven years. Um, Brooks is on the other side of the planet. So he is all the way in California. Um, So it kind of works out well for us. We're completely different schedules generally, although I don't really sleep. I did not know that when I became an admin, no sleep would become pretty much exactly what I would be doing. So um, I am up (laughs) most of the time. I, I take short naps. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, let's see, the group started in February of 2017. We did not start the group. Um, but I came on as an admin within, I would say the first few days. And then Brooks joined me, I think within the first week.
2: Yeah. Like first or second week.
0: Yeah. Um, and we've basically have been running it ever since. Um, so at first, things were kind of wonky, and things were everywhere because um, the voice actors were um, moderators in the group. Um, and I, I don't think—not that I want to speak for anybody—but I don't think most of them were really interested in moderating the group, um, at least not in a in a way that it needed to be moderated. And so, um, as time went on, that kind of went way um and we of course developed different rules based upon what we thought was most important to the community um no spoilers being respectful uh sticking to the podcast over horror when when we first started the group we were kind of more free-for-all when it comes to horror but people were getting i don't want to say angry but they were leaving because there are so many other groups on the internet Um, Other places they can go to talk about general horror-related things, but they specifically wanted to talk about the podcast. We were like, okay, well, that's fair, because this is actually a group for the podcast. So it makes sense that we would focus more on that. And some people think that we are too strict on that rule. Some people think we're not strict enough on that rule. I am definitely more of the heavy-handed one when it comes to deleting things. Brooks is more, oh, let it go. And so I try, <laughs> I try to be a little bit less. Yeah, yeah. I try to be a little less um, crazy when it comes to following rules and whatever. But yeah, I mean, that's like the very basic history of all of it. I was not working for the podcast until October of last year. I, I guess something that I should, I should make pretty clear is that I run the the podcast as an admin by my own choice, and it isn't something that David has sent me to do. He didn't ask me to do this. He doesn't ask me to continue to do it. So this is something that I choose to continue to do, um, and he doesn't really have a say in what goes on in the group. So there have been a few, I guess you could call, gentlemen agreements where we have kind of agreed on some things, but uh, for the most part. It's Brooks and I making the decisions across the board about what stays, what goes. So everything that we talk about today is something that Brooks and I have decided and we have come to that decision together.
2: Yes, this is very, very mutually run together. I do not work for the podcast, so this is a very giant labor of love. Uh, It's a huge, huge part of my life that I willingly give up to be a part of. Uh, It's very important to me, this community that has centered around this podcast um,
0: and Reynolds, it's also it's also really important that Brooks is still there because as someone who works for the podcast I, I technically am not running it as somebody who works for the podcast it's a little strange um, but he is important to always keep the fans in mind in some in some ways I kind of feel like the HR person where I'm like always kind of thinking about the company um, <laughs> in a way I still have a little bit of that fangirl that's inside me that's like yes you know this person's reading the story or oh my God, that story was amazing. I'm not really able to voice those opinions too much. So it's great to have someone that works with me that can say those things without offending one of my coworkers.
2: The group has been an evolution. Um, we've really kind of, I think, gotten this down to just this really fun flow of entertainment through so many iterations, thrown things at the wall to see if we can get more fan engagement. Some things have worked wildly well, some things just we've killed after like two weeks of trying it. Um, But it's really been an evolution. Uh, Our big thing is doing Q and A's, live Q and A's with the authors and the actors. And that was an evolution. I mean, we had some really strange, well, I wouldn't say strange, but they were definitely not as put together as well as what we do now. Um, and we've got this process down of um, announcing the Q&As, making graphics for the Q&As, telling fun stories to get fans excited about the Q&As. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a labor of love, I think, for both Chris and I, but she's just lucky that she gets to work with everybody. <laughs>
0: Uh, and we do have more Q&As coming up. Um, the new ones coming up will be... Uh, Dan Sapura will be the next weekend. And then after that, we have um, Gemma Amor and then uh, Mick Wienert will, yeah, will be also doing a and a for us. And I don't want to get anybody's hopes so, up, but we do have some other people who have been very kind of mysterious. We're talking to them. Hopefully we can... That. Oh, right. Also, David Alt. Totally forgot. David Alt will be making a special appearance on the facebook group to be doing a and a in august on the 18th Our so Everyone loves david alt yeah, so much she yeah,
1: yes when, when when uh when uh, no sleep came to somerville mass we were at the Once ballroom and it was during the the sleepless tour and david alt always loves flirting with the audience oh, okay. and she yeah? pushes over david alt so the fact that she was... That, that that he was flirting with the audience and like we were like near the front row so she got to see david alt really up close she loves she she delights and David Alt, oh yeah, his hugs he,
0: are magical. He, they are. He he basically kept me warm after the show in Chicago, so that was that was great. You would think growing up there that I would know better and I would have brought a coat, but David Alt was there to save the day, and I was warm. So thank you, David Alt.
1: So so, so warm embrace, yes. Oh, so yes. uh, so in terms of uh, Q and A's, like what goes into planning that? Is it just like uh, you know you and Brooks you know, team up to email or try to reach out to voice actors, maybe even some writers, and say, "Hey, would you like to come on our Q and A for the No Sleep Facebook group?" Is that how it goes?
0: Um, I generally reach out to people via the company Slack chat uh, because I have access to everybody, basically. And I can ask whoever I want. I, the writers aren't in the company Slack chat. So I would have to approach them individually. Uh, we have had a few people that have approached us asking if they could do a, a Q&A. And we've been totally cool with accommodating them. Um, but generally, I just reach out over the Slack chat for work. And I ask them, there are a few people that I've had to email because I don't ever go on Slack, which is cool. Um and so I'll ask them, and I'll ask them, you know, what date they would prefer if they want to do one. And then um, I make a schedule. So I have I'm working on a new schedule graphic now, which I'll finish at some point this week. Um, and then I bring it to Brooks, and so Brooks knows what's going on. About two weeks before the Q and A, I will get the event banner going um and put that online and then about a week before i will do an announcement about the q and and then the wednesday before brooks will do his graphic in the facebook group and then i will post i have a different graphic that i use for the rest of social media and it goes up for the facebook page and twitter and instagram some point at some point during the week usually wednesday or thursday i post that and during the week of the Q&A, Brooks and I usually are in a group chat with whoever is going to be answering questions for the week. And we offer um, whatever sort of support, I guess, they need. A lot of people tend to be rather nervous about it, which doing this now, I completely understand. Um, And we talk to them about you know Any tech stuff that they need, Brooks usually collects questions beforehand and puts them into a Google document for them so they can see it before they start and they can answer questions right away. Uh, we offer to do a test stream with them so they can set up, they can work out any tech issues they might have on their end. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's basically the gist of it. And then during the q and uh, I usually moderate to make sure that no one's being rude. Um, and Brooks usually pays attention to questions, copies those and puts them into a Google document, which will automatically update for the person who's doing the Q and A. So they don't have to scroll if they don't want to through the comments and look for questions. And that's basically the gist of the whole thing.
1: That's fascinating. Uh, so I want to delve a little bit deeper. Let's take off our community admins hat and I'm going to take off my podcast host hat. Let's talk as no sleep fans. What got you into No Sleep. My favorite story, I think what got me in, I think it was called The the Machine. It had to do with that inventor who was like the grandfather of a kid who the machine shows you who you really are. War and right. all, sin and all. Oh, yes. That was early That's- on and that got me hooked right in because I studied a lot of philosophy in college and it was actually my major. And so that hooked me in and then I stayed because I, you know, I was a big fan of the Reddit forum, No Sleep. So being able to just read it and just committed to the world of just reading it, I also really enjoyed that back in 2011 when David, uh, David Cummings, the uh, producer, Wonderkin creator of, of the No Sleep podcast, started you know the, the early underpinnings of that podcast. It was such a fascinating experiment, and to watch it exponentially grow the way it has since then was a gr- mm-hmm. it, it just it it was I don't know I think it's contagious seeing that growth, and being a fan. From the early inception to now, it's just I love seeing its growth. I would love to hear from Krista and Brooks what got you into the No Sleep Podcast, which story, which voice, and ultimately what led you to subscribe to the No Sleep Podcast. Brooks, do you
0: wanna go first or do you want me to go first? Sure. Okay.
1: I'll go first. Um,
0: okay.
2: I found i'm I'm kind of I'm kind of newer to the podcast world in general. I've only really been listening since maybe two thousand and fifteen or maybe early two thousand and sixteen. And it was just a lot of uh, talk discussion podcasts, maybe a couple of tech podcasts I'd listened to. And I was looking through like, it was the iTunes native podcast app, looking through recommendations and no sleep kept popping up. and I thought, oh, I, I like what I love Florel i give this a shot. I didn't know what a horror podcast was. Um, and I listened to it on and off for maybe a year. So yeah, that had to have been like in 2015. And I thought it was amazing, but there's so many different podcasts I listened to. I listened to an episode of No Sleep here and there and then come back you know, to it again uh, a month later. Maybe listen to another episode or two. It wasn't until season seven, was it episode 13? It was uh, The Suicide Engine by Sam Scandal we'll always sit in my mind as my favorite story that just I listened to it twice I listened to it I just was floored and rewound it. listened to it again and I thought this is amazing Erica Sanderson's performance is is just brilliant the the way she slid through the different emotions in, in that episode and that's really when I was hooked and then started listening to every episode and then went back to the beginning and then downloaded everything and then went through once and became instantly hooked so this is, it had to be around early 2016 that i got hooked on it
0: i got into the podcast when i moved to germany which was in 2011 so it was very briefly i moved to germany in april of 2011 um and the podcast started in june of 2011 i've always been um horror movie horror story interested i don't know if i would say addict or anything like that i think Brooks is probably a little bit more thoroughly intertwined in the horror thing than i am um but i do really love horror movies and i do enjoy a few scary stories here and there um but I got into it because I had these commutes that I had to take to work, and I would have to walk around, and I didn't really have anything else to listen to, and I listened to the first episode, and I was like, holy crap, I, lo- I love the first story, and I'm not saying that, that you know, anything bad about the first story from the podcast, but my absolute favorite story from the podcast is Lumpy by Susan Lester, from episode 10 of season 4. Um, I don't know what it is about this story, but I absolutely love it. And um, I think it's kind of the found footage sort of aspect that goes to it. Um, but I can't say that, you know, that it is necessarily the thing that always gets me excited about horror. Um, but no, that was, that was a story that I absolutely loved. And I just started buying the season passes as I could afford them. So, um, I think I bought my first one in 2014, I'm gonna say. And I think I started with season four. Um, I, I believe. And I and I would say for me, even though I probably shouldn't say this as somebody who works for the podcast, uh, but I think season four has been my favorite so far. And I can't really pinpoint why exactly. I think it was the point in the podcast where it kind of started heading in the direction that it's currently in. Um, they had all of the major voice actor players already that have become, you know, pretty much part of the podcast and the reason why a lot of people actually listen to pierre lewis and jessica mcavoy david boone david boone david boone really (laughs) brandon boone uh had just joined um so he was now doing he was starting to do music for a few stories here and there um so you had all of these new people who are now really important in the podcast not saying that David Cummings isn't, or that um James Cleveland wasn't important, or Corinne Sanders, or you know, anybody else who had been there from the beginning. Um, but it really with the addition of these people and um the music and the sound design and all of that sort of thing, it really started heading in the direction to what it's still becoming and what it is. Um, so it just became a little bit more I guess um, complex. I guess in a way would be a good word. Um, it wasn't so straightforward. It wasn't just straight narration. It you know it was more of a audio drama. Whereas before it was a lot of narration. Not that that's bad, but um, yeah, I, I appreciate more than one voice in this story personally is how I feel about it. So um, if I, I've been a season pass member since th- pretty much the beginning, and I think that you know um, you know they have all been with having. Not, and not just as someone who worked for the podcast. I literally enjoy every, every season that has come out. So
2: I think it's great. I have to, I have to say the addition uh, of Olivia White uh, has definitely, in my mind, really propelled the podcast forward on um, the last few seasons in terms of story selections and just arrangements and ideas of stories. Definitely. Thank you, Olivia White.
0: Yes, Olivia is fantastic, and she does so much for the podcast, like you know she gets the, the the name of editor um but she does so many things, and um she's fun to work with and um one of the things too, I think earlier when you were talking about escapism and you know the way stories are are picked and you know they they touch on different things and everything. I think one of the things about the podcast that also makes it so fantastic is that we don't do horror for like the sake of shock value like we don't pick stories that are needlessly violent or needlessly sexually aggressive or needlessly you know anything like that we everything that we choose for the podcast has to further the story and actually you know help the plot and all of those things you can't just like send us gore porn and we're gonna accept it because there's no there's no reason for it there's no i don't want to say moral or i don't know what the word would be behind it but it just it's just something that the podcast won't do because then you end up with I don't know. I don't know. It just, it would, it would be, in my opinion, it would be tasteless. And I think part of the reason why so many people love the podcast is because it isn't tasteless. There's a reasoning behind all of the stories that are picked. So that was a side tangent. Sorry.
1: No, uh, (laughs) no, no. no. Thank you so much. That was amazing. (laughs) But I would like to say that, you know, we're coming at the end of our show. I like to personally thank as a no sleep fan, as a member of the no sleep forum, Thank you so much to Krista and Brooks, our No Sleep community admin, for checking in on us at the GuaoCast at Boston Free Radio. Brooks, Krista, you can come on anytime you like, especially if you guys want to debrief some Q&As. Anytime you want to plug something, feel free to come on up to the GuaoCast. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great day, and thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you, Guillermo. Thank you. This episode was recorded at Boston Free Radio at the Somerville Media Center at Union Square. If you'd like to hear the hip-hop music that we're playing on our program, tune in on Boston Free Radio, Saturdays from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m., and you can listen to the music live on Boston Free Radio. If you are unable to do so, don't fret. We have our Spotify playlist shown early on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash GSHamlin for your Guaucast needs. Come on in and check out our Patreon.